Hello. Welcome to Footnotes from a Madman. I am your host, Robert Wallace. Today is August 5th, 2022, and this is episode 58. I just got home from work. I'm going to eat some pretzels. Sorry. All right, so I don't have much going on couple of things I'm curious about. One is uh, Uvalde. I haven't talked to about it to this point because there isn't much information out there. And maybe I'm just missing it. I don't know. So I'm going to look up some stuff. And we're going to talk about it. One of the things that I find a little bit bizarre is, uh, I'm going to just go right into it. We're one minute in and we're just going to go straight in. One of the things I find bizarre is that uh, an 18 year old can buy two top of the line AR-15s at from what I hear, they're about two grand a piece and 600 rounds of ammo, which may or may not be that expensive. But I mean, honestly, they're about a buck fifty a piece. Let's say they're a dollar a piece. That's 600 bucks. If they're $2 a piece, that's $1,200. It ends up being a little bit of money. So... How did the Ubaldi shooter afford his gun? Question mark. Hopefully, I don't get a bunch of bullshit that I have to fight through. We'll see what I got here. Um, so it says that he got his gun legally he had 1600 rounds so this dude spent almost six grand and that is just weird to me how he had that kind of money um and it doesn't say how he afforded it. Law enforcement has not said where Ramos purchased his bullets. Um, he got his guns from the Oasis Outback Sporting Goods Store. <laughs> the Sporting Goods Store was tied to a 2009 federal smuggling case. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, talking shit about the owner. Hmm. So it doesn't say. So that's a curiosity for me. I feel that bothers me. I would really like to know um, where where he got that money. I mean. 
I guess he could have been doing OnlyFans. I heard he was wearing skirts in the basement, things like that. Maybe he was doing videos. I don't know. Um, so it, it's troubling that these loner kids that have nothing left to live for are playing their game, their video games, and don't attach to other humans. Um, they um, are bullied or they bully. And then they run out to places where people are just innocently walking around. Now, I say that kind of in a dumb way because you're out, you're innocently walking around wherever you go. I mean, unless you're a shooter and you're trying to kill people, you go somewhere and you're innocently walking around. Give me a break. So that's a dumb statement. But you're walking around, minding your own business, just doing your thing. Mall, church, grocery store, elementary school. All these are gun-free zones where these fuckers can come and just shoot people at their whim. And uh, it's terrible. So there's a lot of information going around. I don't know how accurate it is. But from what I've seen, it looks like the police were inside the school during most of the executions. And I call them executions because that's what they were. The dude is sitting there with these kids and just popping them off one at a time. Now, that's an assumption on my part. I thought I heard something about um, they kept hearing gunfire. They kept hearing gunfire. The police did. There wasn't like a, he pulled the trigger and 22 bullets came out and he killed 22 people. That's not how this happened from what I understand. And so... These guys are sitting out there and they're just hearing one shot after another. And how long would it take you to figure out that he's shooting at people? How long would it take you to figure out he's executing the the children inside or whoever he has inside you may not know yet you don't know people he's executing the people inside the room with him and at what point is your mind gonna break and you just go I don't give a shit what happens we need to get in there and take care of this 
Could it make it worse? I don't know. When you start banging on the door, trying to bust it in, he goes into automatic and just kills everybody immediately. But he's killing them one by one anyway. And that's a terrible statement, but that's what's happening. And in the end, I guess you're going to be questioned. Why'd you do that? Because maybe not all those kids would have been killed had you waited it out. But you're waiting it out for uh, how... I'd have to look it up. 90 minutes? Is that what they say? An hour? I think it was an hour. 50, 55 minutes, something like that. How do you sit out there for an hour listening to 18, 19, 15 shots, knowing or suspecting that he's killing people in the room? I don't think I could do it. I don't know. I'm not the bravest person in the world. But at some point, I, I'm going to have a hard time. I'm either going to have to leave because I can't listen to it anymore. Or go for it. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It's so hard to, to comprehend standing outside um, the door listening to these gunshots. So, I'm doing a little more reading through here. I guess they're trying to figure out what set him off because did they kill him or did he kill himself? Um, let's see. He wrecked the truck that he took from his grandmother outside of the school Tuesday morning. He climbed a fence and entered the school with a rifle and a backpack of ammunition. Um, so that's all they've written about that. So he fired numerous rounds inside the building. So you're not in the school yet and you're shooting into the school. You hear gunfire, why aren't you locking down the school? They killed him about an hour after he first walked into the school. Why, why didn't the, I don't blame it all on the teachers, but what happened? Why, why aren't schools around the country working on active shooter lockdown stuff? Um, and I am a, a believer that if you have people with guns around, there's less likely that other people with guns are going to behave stupidly. 
totally my opinion. If you've got five, 10, 20 good guys, good people, walking around with guns, concealed carry, open carry, doesn't matter. They've had to take training. They know how to use their gun. Granted, it's a stressful situation. Um, who knows how smoothly things would have gone. But my feeling is, is that if you know you're going to catch return fire, you're going to think twice before you go somewhere and open fire. And I feel like they're just going for body count. They're going places where they can just, you know, pop off as many people as they can un uninhibited. So if you find some people who are willing to put up a fight, one, there's going to be less people killed. Two, that person's going to think twice before going there knowing that this could potentially happen. Elementary schools are always going to be a place where these fucked sickos can get high body count just shooting little children. These little children are, are you know, they're only going to do what their teacher says or they're running around crazy or they're crying or whatever. And you just do what you want. You know what I mean? It's like you just, it's like shooting fish in a barrel or some other stupid comment. It's like that's always going to be a dream come true for these, for these fuck sick, sick fucks, fuck six. <laughs> um, and it sucks. There's no, there's no reason. There's no reason. I don't get it. <clears throat> That's something I'm never going to understand. How these assholes can decide to go to an elementary school and shoot little children who are doing nothing. They're not doing anything to you, you fuckhole. What the hell? These people are Satan in human skin. They really are. Nobody in their right mind and their sound thinking could ever shoot a child. Kill a child, I'll say. Nobody in their right mind could kill a child. I mean, and you're talking about parents. I'm talking about you know, the parental units, I'm talking about anybody. You hear of anybody that killed a child, they are not in their right mind. They are not. And you have degrees of twisted sick fucks. And these people who go to these elementary schools and just pluck, pluck off these kids one by one, high body counts, they're the worst of the worst. You know, I just, uh, 
I hope they figure out the psychology behind that. I don't know if they will, but we need to know why these fuckers do this stuff. Because it's sickening. It's so sad. So, this website here is saying they didn't act alone. Which is kind of interesting. Um, after arguing with his grandmother, with whom he had been living, he shot her with the assault rifle that he legally purchased. Drove to the elementary school and carried out a gruesome shooting that killed 21 people. The news described Ramos as a lone gunman. But that's far from the truth. He did not act alone. Men like Ramos are propped up by politicians. Oh, God. The United States has an issue that has been ignored by Republicans. Huh. All right. Never mind this article. I can't stomach that shit. Eight key moments. Caught by the police. So, here, the police apparently have the keys, or have some keys, but they're not working on the door they're trying. Then, somebody else, or another picture, they show an officer who's apparently talking to one of the kids who's saying that she's shot. I don't know if she if he's talking to somebody in that particular room or just somebody in the school. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the video. I'm not sure I want to watch it. Um One officer retreated after being grazed by a bullet, but urged others to take action. Hmm. I didn't know that the officers actually encountered him. I thought he was holed up in a room and they were sitting outside. Oh, he fired four shots at the door. Um, so one of them must have gone through the door and grazed this guy. So on the other side of the door, 33 students and three teachers were trapped in there. 19 of the children and two of the adults, teachers were killed. One of the officers, we gotta get in there, we need to get in there, he keeps shooting but officers wouldn't enter the classroom for another hour and 13 minutes. Mm, mm. Officers stopped a, co a colleague from rushing in after his wife was shot in the classroom. So one of these guys 
He walked across the classroom door with his handgun drawn. One officer put his hand on Ruiz's shoulder to keep him from getting closer. She says she's shot. Finally rushed at 55 minutes later. She died on the way to the hospital. Hmm. A child from inside the classroom told officers they were full of victims. Hmm. The room is full of victims. Hmm. Uh, most of the officers had radios, but the footage shows lack of coordination between them. Hmm. Y'all know if there's kids in there. What? You're at an elementary school. And you hear them popping off rounds. Why wouldn't you assume... So, anyways, this is the, this is my little blurb about Uvalde, and you can tell I haven't spent a great deal of time. It's sad. It's a sad one. I haven't formed too many op opinions about it yet. Other than the ones I've already stated. Um, so. <clears throat> Let's take a 10 second break. How about those gas prices, huh? <laughs> so I guess Nancy Pelosi is has traveled to Taiwan. China is upset about that. So with Biden being so weak, he actually told Nancy Pelosi not to go. And she went anyway. And China is not happy with that. And so they're going to be getting their war machine all together. Um, that just tells you how ineffective Biden is as president. Um, his main person his main person that should be listening to him is ignoring him so uh, he's he's ugh, I don't know I'm so disappointed anyway I'm going to read a few little articles so I apologize again doing this on my phone I get interrupted by phone calls. So it's just one of those things that happens. One day soon, I hope to upgrade and just do this directly into the computer and I won't be interrupted with phone calls. Um, so anyways, um, 
I was going to talk about some other stuff on the on the internet, but I'm not going to do that. So I've been um, <clears throat> looking at all of my trading cards, my baseball cards. Um, well, I have golf cards, I have basketball cards, and I have football cards. And I can't believe the market for these things. It's kind of crazy to think that a small piece of cardboard with a picture on it can be worth money, so much money. I have several Michael Jordan cards that um, it claims are worth several hundred dollars. The one that really trips me out is the 1983 Topps Ricky Henderson card. That card in mint, pristine, perfect condition, which it doesn't mean that it's just not been up. It means that the corners haven't been you know, touched at all. They're still perfectly sharp. It means that the picture is printed, excuse me, directly in the center of the card. I'm sorry. The picture is printed directly in the center of the card um, on the front and the back, um, that the colors are perfect. There's just so much to it. But... I looked on an auction site and a card in that condition a couple of months ago sold for $120,000. $120,000. If you have one that's just slightly off, it drops all the way down to like $2,000. I have a 1983 Topps Ricky Henderson card. And it is not in mint. It is not pristine. But it is in pretty good shape. So I sent it off to have it graded. And I'll know more in a week or two as to how they graded it. I think it's about a nine, um, but we'll see. <clears throat> it's I'm hoping it gets a nine point five. Anyway, if it does, I'm going to list it. I'm going to sell that motherfucker, and I'm going to sell it. I'm going to list it for twenty grand and see what I get. I don't know. Maybe I'll list it for fifty and then see who bids on it. You know. Uh, or I'll put it up in the auction and just see how much it gets. Anything I get for it is going to be more than what I paid, and I'm going to be a little bit disappointed knowing that if it had been in perfect condition, it'd be worth so much more. But whatever I get, it's just added money to me. So that's kind of cool. I'm I'm excited. So before I send off any other cards to get graded, I'm going to see the process for this card and see what comes of it. So the problem is, no matter who you go through, there's this company called PSA, which I don't know what PSA stands for. And then there's the 
Beckett grading service or system, BGS. They say BGS gets you more money for their grading. I don't know. I don't know. I might grade it for both. Um, The problem is that for a single card grading, it's $35 for BGS and it's $30 for PSA. So if you're grading a card that ends up being worth only about 80 bucks, I mean, you've wasted half of the money grading it. Um, the problem is, is raw cards that aren't graded, they sell for pennies on the dollar. I'm like, pennies. That same R- Ricky Henderson card ungraded is like $7 or $9. Um, and that's a great price compared to many others that are ungraded. I mean, you, the one of the Michael Jordan cards sells for... Well, it could be fifteen hundred, but um, I feel the the mi- mine that I have is probably about six or seven hundred, but raw it's like two fifty. Um, so it's well worth it to have your cards graded. To you know, they hermetic- hermetically seal it. Is that what it's called? They seal it so that it's now protected forever, um, and that's part of the the um, grading. They'll look at it. They'll They'll do all the things, whatever they do, and then they'll seal it and send it back to you. So now the card is forever protected. Um, That might be worth the $35 by itself. The more expensive they think the card is, or you think the card is worth, the more it costs. So I believe that the Ricky Henderson card can sell for about $2,200. That was the amount that I felt based on their grading system and they tell you everything everything to look for creases and all these different things and I couldn't quite measure the edges by you know micrometers or whatever but I could tell it was pretty centered and the colors looked okay blah 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 and so you have to pay in advance you have to pay what you think they're going to grade it at um and if you're correct perfect so I had to pay 150 dollars to have that card graded now um, if it is a pristine 10 grading that they give me, I'm going to owe them money. Um, they base it on the percentage of what have you, of, of the value of the card. And so if they gave it a pristine 10 grading mint, whatever, um, I would have to pay $5,000 for that grading. So... It kind of depends on what you think the value of the card is, is how much you're going to pay. So they really want you to grade it the best that you can on your own. Um, If you overgrade it and overpay, they're not going to refund you your money. That's on you. That's your problem. So if you, so if I thought I could sell that for 2,200 and I can only sell it for 200, I could have had it graded for $35, but I overgraded it. And so the rest of that, 150 is their profit. <clears throat> so it's kind of a weird system. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I'm, it's in the morning. I'm still trying to get my voice figured out here. Um, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird in how it works, but um, I'll keep you posted. It'll be pretty cool. About... A week and a half ago, we had all of my wife's 
family here in town. My father-in-law turned 80. And so we had to do quite a bit of work around the house to get it in order. Um, The patio cover that we had ordered in October, I'm pretty sure I told you all about the issues. Um, They finished it up um, just at like the beginning of July, the very last part of June, early July. And so everybody was coming on the 22nd, Friday the 22nd or the 21st. No, I think it's 22nd, Friday the 22nd. So we basically had three weeks to get everything back together how we wanted it. In order to do the patio cover, we had to take down several things that we had on the walls outside in order for them to not get destroyed or whatever. Um, And after they had done the work, there were certain parts that they didn't do any damage, but there were certain areas where we wanted to redo the stucco. And then my wife decided that she wanted to fill in all the cracks. Being in California, we, you know, get earthquakes, and so we get a lot of cracks around the um, the house on the outside. It's just the patio, or it's just the stucco cracking. It's not the house falling apart, but still, she doesn't like how it looks, so she filled in all those. So we ended up having quite a bit of stucco work done that we did ourselves, and then um then you have to you know clean that up um and then paint and so that ends up making a mess oh my god that's such a mess um cuz it's like it's like cutting into drywall you know all that white fine powder that drywall creates and then you're walking around in it and you're taking it everywhere you walk and So the backyard got worse before it got better. (laughs) So then we painted. Then we had to hang everything. And then after that, we had to sweep and kind of wash down and scrub the, the walkway because some of that stucco wasn't coming up very well. It's just like a plaster or whatever. And so we had to just take a a coarse brush to it and it it came up but um you know you had to get on your hands and knees and go around the the backyard under the patio cover and scrubbing and you know they do a lot of cutting and drilling and what have you and so you have a lot of aluminum shavings around so absolutely couldn't leave that um and we hung a electronic dartboard. We hung a small TV. And then we had to, you know, we had bought furniture, I don't know, like a year ago. My wife was anticipating this whole thing. And so she bought furniture and we were just kind of cramming it under the small patio cover that we had to keep it from getting weathered. <clears throat> and um, 
So we arranged that, and, and uh, so all this took, it really took us about three weeks. We finished a day before everybody came, and then there was a couple of things that we were able to gloss over uh, and deal with after everybody left. Um, they they weren't anything serious, but um, they weren't key to making everything look good, so... Um, so yeah, everybody came, they are, uh, primarily in Denver, uh, but, uh, Jordan's in the Navy and she's out in Jacksonville and then Brianna, her sister is in Vegas with her girlfriend. So Jordan flew to Vegas and then the three of them drove here to Southern California We, on Saturday, we went to Lake Gregory for the day, and that was a good time. That was fun. It was hot and super crowded. Oh, my gosh. We went there to visit the Sunday before, uh, two Sundays before, because we work every other weekend. So two Sundays before, we went to see what it was about, because we had never been. And we wanted to get an idea of where our cabana was going to be and how to rent stuff, you know, they had paddle boards and kayaks and canoes and whatever. So we wanted to find out the process for renting, blah, blah, blah. And there were not that many people there. I think we went on a Sunday and it just wasn't that crowded. It was weird. We were there and we're like, okay, you know, this is cool. This will be fun. The day we go, oh my gosh, there's hundreds more people than what were there before it was packed it was stupid packed um you know they have these inflatable playground area out in the water and so you can climb up uh, these inflatable mountains and run across these inflatable bridges and jump in the water and do all this different stuff but there's a certain capacity and they reached that capacity, and then there started to be a line. And honestly, I mean, they started having to limit the amount of time a group of people could go in. So they would get in, however, whatever the, whatever the capacity was, they would get in there for 30 minutes. And then they would call them all out, and then the next group of people could go in. And they were forming a line down the beach. And honestly, this line was an hour and a half long. You waited an hour and a half to get in for a half hour. I mean, you could go into the, this part was kind of, I'll say roped off. They had the little buoys and whatever. This was the certain area that was just for this. There was other parts of the area that you could just, other parts of the lake that you could just go in and swim. So you weren't just sitting out of the water for an hour and a half waiting to go in the water. But if you wanted to go into this play area, you had to wait an hour and a half just standing in line on the beach. So that part, it was kind of ridiculous how crowded it was, but um, it was still fun. We had a good time. Um, <clears throat> and then on Sunday, we had a taco guy come. And I mean, we partied pretty late Saturday night. And so that's my son's birthday on the 23rd. And then my father-in-law's birthday is on the 24th. So we go to the lake and then we have a huge party. And people are here till 1 or 2 in the morning. 
and then um, the taco guy's coming at one in the afternoon on Sunday, which most people ended up showing up around two or two thirty. And then, uh, so taco guy is here until four. We're kind of, you know, kind of starting to move into uh, party mode again. At five o'clock, we start getting ready to go. Everybody dresses up for pictures that my wife had scheduled for the entire family. There was 12 or 13 of us that were going to have pictures. And we were going, we hired a photographer. And the photographer, the place she wanted to take the pictures was about 35 or 40 minutes away. And so um, the, um, I, my uh, mother-in-law, she rented a limo for us all. And so we all piled into this Mercedes van limo thing. So that was really cool. Um, and we all got to ride to take the pictures. It was down at the Yorba Regional Park. Um, and we walked around and took some awesome pictures. We had a really good time with that. That was cool. And we came back and and partied until the wee hours of uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. Luckily, I didn't have to work Monday morning, but I'm assuming somebody did. <laughs> I think my kids had to work on Monday, so everybody else was on vacation, so, um, you know, they didn't have to. Some, some of them were flying out later on in the morning, uh, so they were dragging a little bit, but um, anyways, it was a it was a good weekend. We had a really uh, fun time, and it was a great celebration. We got the pictures back about I don't know five six days ago, and oh my god, this woman took four five hundred pictures. I mean, she was just firing away, and just kind of she'd go, okay, well here's your pose. And so then we'd pose and then she'd take a few pictures and then she'd go, okay, now look that way, look this way. Okay, now do something funny, do do this, do something else, move around a little bit. And she was just firing away pictures. And some are great and some are silly and some are terrible. Um, but um, she char- what she charges for is the session and then you get to choose like 25 or 30 poses or pictures. And she just sent us a preview of all of them. And she said, I took so many pictures. You guys were so awesome. She goes, you can have all of them for another 200 bucks. And we're like, well, once we started showing them to everybody and letting them preview them and everybody was like, oh, I like this one. Oh, I like that one. You know, there's 12 or 13 people who are, who are looking at the pictures going, I like this one, I like that one. And so there's no way we were going to limit it to just 25 or 30 pictures. So we're just like, fuck it, let's just pay the 200 bucks, get all the pictures and do what we want to do. So, um, but anyways, you know, it's cool. We had a really good time. It was a great weekend. Uh, we enjoyed it. And um, and I'll tell you, Tom is very spry for 80. The guy was playing beer pong. He was... Just just a good sport about taking silly, fun pictures, and uh, we had a really good time. So, 
Anyway, I think I'm going to wrap it up for this week. I appreciate you all joining me. Um, I know this was a little eclectic this time, but that's okay. I don't mind that. Um, And I will talk to you. You all have a good week, and I will talk to you again soon. All right, take care.